0: What is up, my Comfy Cuties, and welcome back to another episode. I'm Jacqueline, hostess of the Comfy Komodo podcast and owner of the Comfy Komodo Thrift Store. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about just spirituality as a whole, where to start, and signs that you may be going through a spiritual awakening. And as always, throughout this episode, if you have any questions, DM me on the podcast's Instagram at comfycasting, and let's get into it. Spirituality has somewhat of a bad label to some because to some it may mean that whoever is spiritual is kind of incapable of life sort of like an escape when in fact I feel like it's the opposite no to be spiritual to me personally is to try to be totally involved in life and try to totally understand my own thoughts and reasonings and everything because if not life will torture you. So how can you get started spiritually? Well, you can only start where you're where you're already standing, right? There is not really anything to start because really it already started. So now you're growing, not starting. It's wanting to be something more and that's the spiritual process, which, you know, probably already started but it may be a little misguided. You may be wanting more when it comes to material things and money and power. So put that aside and just become more and more conscious. And as you become more conscious, your spirituality will naturally find its way. Being more conscious or more aware isn't necessarily being mentally aware. Because being mentally aware helps survival, but it doesn't help consciousness. So right now, where are you? What are you doing right now? Do you know where you are? Do you know what you're doing at this moment? Okay, so that's awareness and consciousness. And throughout the day, you are, you know, in different stages of awareness, so it can be stronger and more prominent, but it can also be weaker or non-existent. So for example, if you're in a city and everyone is walking to work or driving to work, you know, everyone's doing it, We've, we do it every day, for the most part, it's more of that survival mode. It's that survival instinct where we're so used to this routine because we have to work or we have to drive to get somewhere. It's It just comes naturally. But the problem is, is that during that, not a lot of people are aware. They're coasting or they're in that survival mode. So you want to grow spiritually to a point where you're not in that everyday survival mode, But instead, during those times, you're fully aware. And you can practice this awareness for, practice it for a week. You know, you'll grow more and more every day. Otherwise, you'll start to shrink and become dim again. And I guarantee that after like the fifth or sixth day, you're going to be like, whoa, this is crazy. But like in a good way, because it really does help. You know, anxieties, depression, and, you know, other mental illnesses or mental ailments or just overthinking or anything. So give it a try and, you know, let me know if you do. We all have this energy, but we don't always have, like, the stability or discipline. You know, if you look at a child, obviously they have all of this energy, and you could kind of compare that to our thoughts and mind. We have all of this energy. But if there's no stability or inner discipline, that's where we get into trouble. Whereas if we had that consciousness or awareness, we could simply just sit and enjoy wherever we are in that exact moment. I do have some tips to help you live a more spiritual life and to help you grow if you truly feel stuck and not know where else to really turn to so you can grow spiritually. The first tip is to always be yourself, your honest and authentic self, because newsflash, sadly, not a lot of us are, and I personally didn't realize this until I was about 20 years old, which, I mean, I, I guess that that's actually pretty young to realize that, but anyway, you want to do this with positivity. You know, you don't need to go around being a bitch to others because you disagree with them and they're not right, and this and that, because you're just trying to be authentic, like, no, it it means being authentic and honest with yourself, so your inner self, you know, you don't have to fight with people, you don't have to lash out at people, it's just knowing where you stand and who you are with yourself, because at the end of the day, nobody nobody's thoughts towards you, or your thoughts towards anyone else it doesn't matter at the end of the day only we matter to ourselves so please work on finding yourself being authentic and honest with yourself don't do things if you don't want to do them don't believe in something because this person believes in that do what makes you happy as long as it's positive But it is important to communicate how you feel all the time, especially if it's uncomfortable. The second tip is to understand your feelings and take time to really sit with your feelings. Our feelings are sometimes spirit talking through us, whether it is positive or negative. And I say this all the time, but journal your feelings, write them down. Sometimes putting them on paper helps you understand them and process process them better. You always want to tune into your feelings because it's a really big deal, it's important, and really going back to tip number one, it helps us truly be our authentic selves. Tip number three is to do something that brings you joy every day, no matter what amount of time it takes. It could be five minutes, it could be 30 minutes, it could be a whole damn day. You know, we're, wa- we're kind of hardwired to please others and give to others and we forget to do those things for ourselves, which is a little more important. If we can't help ourselves, we can't help others. If we can't love ourselves, we can't love others properly. So you always wanna put the work in to yourself, always. Fourth tip is to breathe. Obviously, breathing is very important, and it's also the fastest way to center ourselves and to calm ourselves. So throughout the day, just take a second and just do your deep breaths, just to ground yourself a little bit. Trust your inner guide is tip number five. Even trusting your feelings. Spirit works and talks to us in so many ways, whether it be through thoughts, ideas, feelings, emotions. Always trust your inner guide, your feelings, your intuition. Don't let anybody on the outside of yourself run your life. Trust in you. We have too many distractions on the outside, so we really need to start looking on the inside again. Tip number six is to learn forgiveness and this is a big thing to practice and it's something that you will always be working towards. It's always something you need to keep reminding yourself of but it's sending love to somebody who has upset or hurt you and actually truly meaning it. It's the best thing you can give yourself. And my last tip is tip number seven which is just have fun. Find that inner child and just let go and have fun because we all grew up too fast. All we wanted when we were younger is to be older. And now that we're older, all we want is to be younger. So be playful, be childlike, and just have fun. Have that purity and that childlike outlook. So now I want to go more into spiritual awakenings. A spiritual awakening can it can go through stages so you can sort of have an easier way of identifying what could be happening to you and chances are if you're listening to a spiritual podcast like this you've either awakened already or you're starting to so what is a spiritual awakening it's enlightenment and full comprehension of a situation a call to a higher consciousness deeper mental awareness it brings about personal transformation and a shift in your views Going through an awakening you may experience a shift in your mental framework as well and it can be brought on by big life-changing events or it could be you know a more gradual subtle shift but common events that trigger an awakening are a traumatic experience, like I said before life-changing events, existential crisis, near-death experience, Or it can be a natural awakening where you're actually practicing and producing that shift with mindfulness and meditation and so on. For me personally, my spiritual awakening was brought on by existential crisis. I started questioning everything. I started questioning my religion at the time, my uh, mental health and what brought that on and just so many questions. If I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, if I'm actually happy doing what I'm doing, just so many questions. And once I kind of opened those floodgates, it was just craziness after that. And and it's not really so much in a good way, like it really does Kind of suck it kind of sucks going through a spiritual awakening, but I'm going to talk about that next is what a spiritual awakening can feel like. Hypersensitivity and heightened awareness where you'll have an increase in intuition that sense of awareness becoming more in tune with everything around you and more understanding and empathetic towards others. Another is overwhelming feelings of love. So as you experience leveling up in your awareness or consciousness, you'll have an increase with that divine love as well. You also have lucid dreams, which are dreams when you're aware that you're dreaming or you feel awake in a dream and you can kind of control it. Next, you have synchronicities. These are simultaneously occurring events that appear to be related to each other. And I talked about this in my spirit guide episode and for example uh, like i i said with um in that episode is you could be thinking about um you know a specific animal or an animal come runs across you on the road and now you know you have like a deer in your head for some reason then you go to work and there's a deer on your coworker's coffee mug it's kind of like one of the chances of that could be a coincidence but You'll know in spirituality there's no such thing as a coincidence, so those are synchronicities. Deja vu, which is the experience that feels as if you're doing uh, what you're doing has happened before or feels familiar. Also extreme peace and calm where you have that profound sense of inner peace. Disillusion, when you're feeling like you're in a dreamlike state, like you know you're awake but you feel like you're in a dream. Then you have loneliness and having difficulty connecting with friends or family on a deeper level, as if they won't understand you possibly, and that can bring on, you know, that loneliness and isolation. You may have a superiority complex, and that's where you'll feel kind of better, more enlightened and in than the people around you are. Which could lead to the next one with disconnected. So you may have that feeling of that lack of attachment to the world and the desire to find a new spiritually fulfilling career or, again, like kind of lacking interest in your peers because you're just on a different level, which sounds kind of shitty, but if you're going through it, it's it's really hard to explain because that's something that I have been going through as we speak. It's like I don't really want to be around anybody It's really hard for me to have conversations with people and I feel like such an asshole but after I did a little more digging into spiritual awakenings and I guess like quote-unquote symptoms of them it was kind of like oh okay that makes sense maybe I'm not an asshole maybe I'm just going through some things right now. How long could this process take? How long will your spiritual awakening last? So as most of you know from earlier episodes or if you just know me as a person, I really identify myself closer to um, like a Buddhism outlook on life and like Buddhist beliefs. So according to Buddhist beliefs, we continue to learn and grow until we achieve nirvana. So it's going to be an ongoing journey and process for as long as we're in this life. Nirvana is transcendent state in which there is neither suffering, desire, nor sense of self, and the subject is released from effects of karma and the cycle of death and rebirth. And it's that final goal of Buddhism. Before I mentioned that there are stages in spiritual awakenings, it's totally different to everybody, so keep that in mind. So the first stage could be self-evaluation and that's when you start really looking into your inner self and realizing some things that you may not like or realizing things that could be from traumas childhood traumas past traumas and you're kind of realizing that more and wanting to do some inner healing the second stage is looking more at your behavioral patterns, your beliefs. Like I said, I started questioning the religion that I was brought up in and baptized as. And, you know, I I felt very guilty for that, not realizing that it's a totally normal thing to do and you're allowed to have your own thoughts and beliefs and feelings. And, you know, I also have been realizing okay, why do I react to things this way? Why do I feel the need to mask things in a certain way? So you you really start kind of dissecting all of that as well. And you also kind of just try to make sense of everything. You try to make sense of yourself, of the world, of beliefs, and that's where you really just kind of start questioning everything. Then you have stage three, and that's when you really start... On the path to the spiritual awakening, and you try to kind of look into various spiritual practices and beliefs, and you try to gain that sense of wisdom and deepening your understanding of the world and you can attend spiritual things um, like meditations, yoga, but yeah, you want to really want to find that knowledge and that depth of spirituality and you know the world and the universe and everything going on. And it it puts you kind of on a quest through many religious traditions, I guess, before you kind of choose to see which one fits with you. And like me personally, I, I lean more towards Buddhism, but I don't consider myself a Buddhist. You kind of have to go through and really dissect things and research things and see what fits best to you and if nothing does that's okay too you you could simply just be spiritual the fourth stage is you're kind of really starting to shed your wounds and you want to seek healing and guidance you want to clear out that negative thought pattern you want to make room for more of that spiritual growth and wisdom and you kind of want to have that shift with healing to elevate your conscious mind. So it's it's not more so like being aware of it like it is in like stage 1 through 3. It's it's actually doing something about it now. The fifth stage is when you kind of experience a sense of oneness with the universe. And in turn, you may lose your sense of self-identity. So it can be scary and it can be kind of anxiety ridden because it's just, you're already an overthinker. We all are already overthinkers, but it's really just kind of like, you kind of want to be killing that ego. You don't want your ego to be getting in the way. You kind of just want to be, not be who you think you're supposed to be or who You were raised and told to be it's like you're just you're just being but in turn or getting to that process it's very scary and you feel very separated and just know that it's part of the process and it's going to be okay spirit and the universe is trying to talk to you through everything around you so once you have that awareness, you'll really start to notice it, and it gets gets pretty crazy. Like I said, nothing is a coincidence. So if you view something and you're like, huh, that's a coincidence. No, that's spirit trying to talk to you. And as always, if you have any questions or simply just want to chat, you can message the podcast Instagram at comfycasting, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And until then, I'll see you guys on Monday with our comfy conversations with Krista. We're going to be taking some personality tests and talk a little bit about that with some random conversation mixed in there. So we'll see you guys on Monday. And as always, have a beautiful rest of your day. And I'll talk to you soon.